Mmm, that's good. Welcome to Digital Coffee, where I give you everything you need to know what's going on in the tech industry, plus commentary, because that's always fun. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Dyster, and let's get on with the show. So, if you use Chrome like I do, oh, but I use a lot of their uh, Google's stuff, programs, uh, hardware at times, uh, but you'll be happy to know that Google, well, it'll finally be eating less RAM or using less RAM coming this December. Yes, it's finally built uh, what it kind of says as a new Java JavaScript engine, excuse me, into Chrome 54, and that will hopefully, you know, bring down some of the memory usage. Unfortunately, browsers aren't really the best for memory management. Plus, the web has gotten, well, more media uh, hungry, so... Sites like Ignir, Reddit, Twitter, and all those other fun sites usually have a lot more of GIFs, uh, videos, pictures, so they're very media-hungry, so this will just help in general. It's also hoping to, you know, help with that a lot more and releasing more memory-saving updates in the future, and specifically focusing on low-end devices with less than one gig of memory, so it really wants to bring down that memory usage, so it's faster, doesn't use as much uh, battery, because usually all that stuff happens. So it's a great thing to see that uh, I'm always more happy when Chrome uses less RAM than more, because eventually it just, it, your system doesn't work very well. It's, 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 it's a terrible, horrible thing. It's horrible, but it's good to see. All right, Google has also released, well, beautiful new fonts that covers over 800 plus languages. Yes, that's right. The Noto, as it's called, uh, does about 800 languages and 110,000 characters. That's right. It took them, oh, a good solid five years <laughs> to actually do this. So that's quite a, it's quite a feat. It also uh, had involvement with typography and font experts from Monotype and Adobe to kind of figure this out. It's not, well, it's a really big file if you want all of it. If you want the entire font family, it'll be about 472 megabytes. So, um, yeah, be on the lookout for that. The reason why, because the largest pack includes traditional Chinese, simplified Chinese, and Korean characters, which, well, it's there's, there's a lot there. I'm not saying they're terrible languages, but there's a lot in those languages. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. But I think it's actually really cool. It especially looks really good as well. And they'll keep on updating it as time goes along. You can also just download, if you just want like a specific language, like English, you can download any of those packs as well. So you don't have to get all of them if you don't want to. But... Like I said, this is actually a really cool thing. This is actually a really great thing, so why not? And if you're wondering what my, well, Noto actually means, it means no tofu. I mean, I mean that's, that's, that's kind of cool, I guess. But yes, it actually looks pretty cool. It actually looks pretty nice, clean, uh, crisp. It's not your uh, comic sans of the butt of the joke of fonts. Uh, I had to use that one time when I was working. I was like, really, Comic Sans? You could have picked any other semi-okay font but Comic Sans. But nope, Boss was like, like I like this one. I'm like, all right, childish. 
So I used it, even though I didn't like to. Still don't like to use it. It's probably one of the worst fonts. Well, Papyrus is not that great either. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, well, Google is shutting down uh, Panormia. Yes. It acquired it in 2007 to, well, to help uh, augment the pictures into Google Maps and Google Earth. Uh, so people would take pictures of it and they augmented through it. Well, they were going to shut it down in 2014, but people successfully petitioned to keep it open, so they keep it open for a little bit. But uh, they've kind of made better tools, they say, to upload uh, photos to Google Maps and local guides programs. So they decided that Panormia is no longer needed, and so it is shutting down on November 4th. So if you are one of those dedicated users, oh, I'm sorry. This is what Google does. Look at Google Reader. Look at uh, FeedBurner. Well, that, that's a terrible. Never use that, by the way. I've had a bad story about that. Killed my RSS feed. Awful. Never, never, ever, ever, ever use that. Ever, 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 ever. I'm just going to say it a lot so you kind of just ingrains in you. However, if you do have that and you have uh, pen. Panormia uh, linked to your Google Plus account, it will automatically copy the images to your Google album archives, which I think is kind of cool in a way. I mean, as long as you have it synced, so if you don't, just, just open up one and sync it there. I mean, you don't have to use it, but you can at least save your photos there. But, um, well, the users really aren't impressed with the new incarnation and it's not really happy that it's shutting it down. But, I mean, that's kind of the nature when a big company buys a smaller company and its uses has run its course. And that's, well, that's what, that's what it's gonna, that's what it's gonna be about. You know what, it sucks. I mean, this seemed like a really cool thing. And I'm pretty sure Google could have found better uses for it, especially for, like, more of a travel guide type of a thing. However, like I said before, they have their other, uh, other programs, other softwares that kind of mimic it in a way. So, it's unfortunately going to be going bye-bye. Bye-bye. I mean, it's it's sad. I I am not... I'm not really in it or not. I'm just seeing it going... It kind of sucks because you build up like a really good following. You build up a really good uh, user base for people looking at your stuff. And all of a sudden, now you have to find a new way of doing it. And that, that takes a lot of time. So, I, I feel your pain on that one. It's not fun. Alright, looks like uh, Turkey decided to block Google Drive, Dropbox, OneDrive, and GitHub to stop email link, uh, leaks. Yes, that's right. Um, well, there was a huge data dump or leaks to the Ministry of Energy and Natural Resources. I'm not going to say the name. Sorry, I just don't want to butcher it because I'm going to butcher it. Um, who is some of the Turkey president? That's right. Um, so, it... It really doesn't look good for them, so what do they did? They decided to block access. Mind you, the leak was about 17 gigs worth, and it's believed to span 57,623 emails dating back to April 2000, the end of this September, which were leaked by the hacking group Red Hack. Another, uh, an order from the court concerning the investigation of the group pointed to the authenticity of the link, of the leak, not the link, but the leak. Um, so, uh, it looks like Turkey 
has blocked Google Drive, but has un- but has been unblocked on Sunday. So um, I guess I guess it all, all is done. Um, but the problem is with this with this uh, email dump is that it looks like to kind of erode uh, the confidence or the trust with the president and his use of his power and influence to the media and prompt the pump publishing of select information in pro-government newspapers, basically just propaganda, uh, which, I mean, it seems like that's happened and it would make sense that the coup happened because I think a lot of people saw what was going on and probably didn't like it. Now, I can't really discuss this type of political stuff because I'm not involved with it. I am just speculating. So I can be wrong. I'm going to lay that out for you. I can be wrong, but... If there's that much emails dating back that far and they're trying to block all these sites to make sure that the emails don't get leaked and people don't read it, that's that's telling you something. That's telling you something really bad. Uh, but, like I said, we don't really know what's going to go on, but um, let's hope all these sites get back up because seriously, it's more of an inconvenience to anybody else. Then for Turkey, but Turkey, but the president's trying to save himself from well nefarious things that he's done. And he probably should, if he if he's done those, he probably should pay crimes for that, or at least he's prosecuted. But I don't know Turkey law, so I can't really speculate beyond that. All right, there's a new PC on the way, and Samsung's actually doing it. It's weird because Samsung, well, I'll get to it later, but they haven't been. It's not been the best. It's not been the best months. For Samsung, they've not been well. Something it's not been very good for them. Let's just say that it's been it's been one of the things. But for the unveil, let's talk about that. It's called the Pulse and it looks very um, MacBook Pro-ish. It's a cylinder modular PC and more air quotes on the modular because we don't really know what you can actually modulate with this. Uh, it just looks like a very compact PC. Um, almost like the PC version of the MacBook Pro or trash can. It looks very trash can-y. Um, but the specs are, are not bad. Uh, the graphics card, it's alright. It's not the best graphics card. It's kind of weird. It's pretty terrible, to be honest with you. Uh, but, I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, it's an AMD RX 460, but it's not the best. Especially if you're paying... Uh, $1,200 for the cheapest version, you, you might want to be like, why didn't I get a better graphics card for that? I mean, seriously. Um, but it's the Intel 2.7 gigahertz i5 processor, Skylake, which is one of the newer processors, 8 gigs of DDR4 RAM, which is not bad, uh, 256 gigs of the SSD drive, uh, like I said, the AMD RX 462 gigs, so it's not even... Don't game on this. Let's just say, do not game on this whatsoever because you usually want about 4 gigs of RAM on your card, not 2. One USB-C port and and 4 USB-A, presumably 3.0 ports. You got fancy, colorful lighting, ooh, and Harman Kardon speaker modular uh, module included. Now, the $1,600 version has a 3.4 gigahertz i7 processor and 16 gigs of RAM. Um, it also includes a one gig of one terabyte of uh, the SATA HHD module, um, in addition with the SSD, two hundred fifty six SSDs. So 
You still get the same graphics card for $1,600? I mean, seriously. That's my problem, is that most of the specs are pretty good, and then the graphics card is kind of what they, like, kind of, like, shorted you on. It's like, eh, well, good enough. I mean, I'm not saying that AMD stuff is terrible, especially the 400 line is pretty good, but at least do the 480 and the 8 gig version. I mean, seriously. 460, it's like the lowest version of the 400 line right now. Probably make it a little bit more cheaper version, but it's the lowest one, and they're giving you the lowest one for twelve hundred and sixteen hundred dollars. I don't know, Samsung. I mean, I know you've been out of the PC market in the U.S. for quite a while, but yeah. The funny thing is, is that a lot of these uh, PC companies are actually pushing out the modular style um, PC, maybe to you know shore up support for more of this because, well, PCs haven't really been doing that well. The reason being is that because, from my experience as being someone that builds their own PC, you piecemeal upgrade your PC. You don't really buy a new one. You just go, okay, just need new RAM, take out the old sticks, put in the new sticks, or maybe just buy a new motherboard, a new um, CPU, and just keep the rest of it, or just buy a graphics card, or buy a new hard drive or a more more modular hard drive we can just stick one in stick one out type of thing but that's usually how it is now on so they're just trying to find ways of um, finding new ways of selling stuff that well people can you know kind of you know not modularize it but to be honest with you most people don't um, do what I do they just kind of just buy it usually just buy Mac and get stuck with old hardware for quite a while they can't upgrade anything because it's Mac. Yes, it's Mac. All right. Well, so the the Galaxy Note Seven. When it first came out, it was great. Great reviews. All the reviewers said it was awesome. Great. One of the best phones out there. And then the reports came in for these phones catching on fire. Batteries exploding, quote unquote. It's not really exploding. This phone didn't explode. It just, it just basically um, smokes and can catch on fire, which is never a good thing. Um, so more and more reports came out, and so eventually Samsung had to come out and say, "Yes, there's been problems with a portion of them. Uh, please give us back so we can give you replacements." Then a full-on recall happened, so everybody had to give it back. Waiting for the replacement phones. Got the replacement phones back. Now the replacement phones are catching fire. Uh, Samsung can't wait for this phone. It's it was supposed to be the best note to date. It's supposed to be one of the best phones out there. And it catches on fire. I mean, you, you want to say your phone is hot is more of that you're selling it really well, but not literally hot where you're it's smoking and it, well, it could burn people's hands. I mean, that's not what you want. The problem is, is that now, once more reports came out that the replacement phones are now catching on fire, AT&T halted, T-Mobile halted, and then Samsung's like, all right, halt it. We're, we're just don't do it anymore. Just, just give it all back to us. We're going to figure out what's going on, which they probably should have just done, you know, in, in the first place. But they said that, uh, well, they said everything was fine, but now it isn't. Now... Mind you that there have been some reports of iPhones doing the same thing. So what's going on is probably what we want to know now. Like, what is going on? What is catching fire? Why is it catching fire all this time? Like, what have you not figured out? 
who, what, who or what company are you getting these batteries from? And please stop doing business with them because they suck. I mean, seriously, if your if your phones are basically catching on fire, it's not a good thing at all. Uh, so all the carriers are saying yes, you can bring it back and then get a voucher for another phone, which I I. You know, I was actually considering getting it, and now, thank God, I didn't. But I would actually seriously consider looking for a new phone. Maybe the Pixel phone. But if you're on Verizon, unfortunately. But, I mean, seriously, Samsung, like, this, you may not recover the Note line just because of this. And I'm saying that as not because I hate these. I'm saying that as because... This keeps on getting in the news, and you don't know what's causing it, and that's a problem. And so, I mean, I have I'm nothing against Samsung phones. I think they're really high, usually, <laughs> really high-quality phones. It's just this is going to tarnish your brand. Maybe not the Galaxy, just the Galaxy line, but the Note line, you might want to just retire for a couple of years, and maybe have some fire protection on there. Yasta. Yeah. Just 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 friendly helpful tips. But yeah, I feel bad for I feel bad for them. Oh man. That's 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 the worst. The worst. The worst. Alright, moving on to Facebook because well Facebook can't go a week without launching something new because, I mean, it's it's Facebook, I'll be honest with you. And they finally launched the Workplace. Yes, it used to be called Facebook, uh, Work at Facebook or Facebook for Work or whatever. I don't Something with Facebook in there. And now it's calling the Workplace. And guess what? It's all about the Workplace. It's trying to be the Slack for enterprises. And, well, it's not really cheap, to be honest with you. Luckily for education and nonprofits, it is free, so that's a good thing. However, it is three dollars per person per month for the first thousand, and then it goes down to two thousand, two dollars per person per month for ten thousand, and then one dollar for more than ten thousand users. So you got that. You also have a three-month trial, so that's not bad. Um, it also has uh, work chat, which is basically just it's just basically messenger. To be honest with you, a lot of this looks really, really lazy. Once again, you have not even distinguished yourself between them. It's just basically, oh, let's just slap messenger and just call it uh, workplace chat or work chat. We're done. But they're going to have to install a new app for it because that makes total sense uh, I feel like Facebook just wants you to have like 15 apps just of Facebook I mean you have the marketplace you have the groups you have page manager you have Facebook you have uh, work workplace now you have work chat that's six that's six count it that's six that's six apps for Facebook alone I mean seriously Facebook how about you stop just deep just just put them all together eventually it's just gonna get a little insane and no one wants to install all your apps because it's a little crazy that we have to install all oh and moments so it's seven moments are another one seven I just remember that one uh, but seriously it's getting a little insane seven apps there's seven apps 
on Facebook, and not to mention Instagram and WhatsApp. So you have almost close to 10 apps that are in the Facebook brand. 10, almost 10. That's nine apps. Seriously, Facebook. Can you just put two of them together or three and leave it like that? Because no one wants to install all these apps anymore. You're taking up space in my phone. Stop it. Let it go. I know you want to eat the internet. I know you're trying to eat the internet. It's bugging the crap out of me. But seriously, stop the madness. You either A, just copy yourself, or B, copy Snapchat. That's all you do. Okay, rant over. I'm sorry, just trying to get... But it does look more... It looks more business profile-ish, and you can... You can just basically... Luckily, when you do uh, do status updates for this, it only updates your coworkers. Yay. Um, but you are allowed to add people. Do basically everything that you can do on normal Facebook, you can do with this one. It's really how it is. They also have a Facebook Live feature where you can, you know, use it for meetings and such. You also have analytics to see what's going on with it. Teams eventually will happen, so you can, you know, get, you know, do multi-different types of teams. There will also be group audio calls, one-on-one uh, -on -one video calls, woo, as well as, like I said, Facebook Live chat. Uh, so, woo. Um, the only other thing that really isn't there quite yet is CRM tools and product management tools. It really hasn't been implemented quite quite yet but I'm pretty sure it will eventually but I just can't get over the nine apps that Facebook has I to be honest with you I would rather you I rather you look at slack or even Riot, which is open source I do like that they're not really actually going to be charging educational institution or nonprofits it's free for them so kudos to them for finally you know doing something like that because prior younger Facebook didn't really care about that at least they're trying something um, but like I said to be honest with you I would either go with slack because it's really robust and there's a lot of different things or I mean you can go with hit, hit chat as well eh. or riot which is an open source one kind of like slack so you have options you can do Microsoft Yammer if you really want to but eh. or Skype because Skype eventually is going to have uh, kind of a work chat platform as well but that's if you're Team Microsoft. If you're not, I don't. It's just going to be one of those things. Also, because Facebook can't just leave well enough alone, uh, Facebook is testing ads in groups. That's right. Your favorite groups that you love because you know you won't get any ads, well, well, it's, it's going to be coming because Facebook cannot stop to put ads in something. I think Facebook's new tagline is, yes, we will put ads here too. Because seriously, that's what it is. Yes, we will put ads here too. Did she have like a guy smiling with thumbs up? Like, that's what, that's how I'm seeing it. But they're testing it out, seeing uh, if it will actually work. Because the problem is, is that Facebook basically maximum ad for the newsfeed or ad load will basically hit in mid 2017. So they're trying to find new ways of you know doing those revenue growth because you always have to have growth in revenue. Even if it's really annoying, so they're doing, they're testing that out. They're going to be ramping up Instagram ad loads as well, because everybody's going to love Instagram soon. Uh, they also they have a workplace to, you know, kind of help that as well. They're also looking at uh, live video mid-roll ads as well. Also sponsored messages for businesses and messengers. So 
anything that you do on Facebook will have an ad there. And that, like I said, that sh their new tagline should be, yes, we will put ads there too. Because seriously, that that's, that's all they really want to do is put ads there. It's weird. Uh, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know. I think Facebook needs to stop thinking that they need to put ads every single little space now. It's getting a little ridiculous where to the point of, oh, I forgot, there is another one. There was that Facebook events. Sorry. There actually is 10 app, app, apps. Sorry. I was thinking about that. Now I'm going back to my actual point. Um, but Facebook really really needs to stop cramming ads to cram ads it used to actually be smart about it it's not being smart anymore it's just going yeah we just need more ads because we need to do more revenue growth that's all we're trying to do i know we're supposed to care for you but we really don't we actually don't care about you we only care about our revenue so uh like it or not you're just going to see these ads you're probably going to ignore them anyway so it doesn't really matter to us uh we're just going to cram it wherever you want Wherever you don't want it, we'll cram it, and wherever you're okay with it, we'll still cram even more in there, too. That's how it is. But yes, enjoy your um, ad-free groups while it lasts, because it won't last very much longer. Alright, moving on. Uh, well, it looks like a hacker group uh, released a source code of a powerful DDoS app called Minira. Minirai? Uh, if you don't know what DDoS is, it's basically dedicated denial of service. What that basically means is that um, it, us it usually uses a sophisticated program to kind of uh, infect different um, routers and servers, and actually cams as well, and then send packets of data to one dedicated uh, company like Blizzard or something else like that. And so it sends a whole bunch of information that way. So uh, it kind of overloads the system or makes the system go really slow. And so anybody else trying to play a game or trying to get onto it it takes forever. It's kind of like without modem, but without the annoying sounds. And so that's what it's actually doing. Now with this one, it basically harnesses insecure LOT or Internet uh, Internet of Things devices and runs runs a massive denial of service attack, um, but it's been on GitHub. Now, the reason why they've done this on GitHub is because of more nefarious, not altruistic things. They're just worried that... Uh, Security experts and investigators are on to them, so they just want to make sure that they're passing the source code out to everybody so they won't get, well, they won't get identified as well. Um, the funny thing is, is that there's actually a simple fix to this. You just got to figure out which um, infected uh, Internet of Things device is. Turn it off, turn it back on, and then you're good to go. So it's, at least it doesn't take that much to actually you know, fix. That's kind of weird. Um, but the botnet used to send about 620 uh, gigabytes per second to DDoS to Curbs on Security, a popular uh, security blog by uh, Ben Curbs. System, while powerful, is essentially thwarted by rebooting, like I said, the offending thing. And so, um, what it did is that usually max about 380k bots from a telnet alone, which is quite a bit. Um, but the thing is, is that once these hackers figured out that, they, that well, they were kind of onto them, they released it out to the wild, so it would be a lot di more difficult to track them, I'm pretty sure. This is an altruistic thing, but I'm glad that 
They released it so now the uh, security ops experts, everybody else can actually figure it out. Maybe, you know, find better ways of actually protecting the Internet of Things because they aren't really the best secure uh, devices out there. There have been other articles out there that I've read where, like, the NAS could be hacked in, like, under 10 seconds. <laughs> that doesn't sound great. Or, um, like, a smart TV, which is mostly what you can buy now. Um, which I would say just turn off the smart about it, uh, could be hacked by someone 3,000 miles away because the smart TV didn't know if you were in front of the TV or not. So there's that as well. And that's, that can be hacked under like five seconds. It's, it's crazy insane how easily they can be hacked. So I think businesses from now on do have to find out a better security protection for Internet of Things because it's if not, it's just going to be really easy for all the hackers do you just do it I mean that's how it is alright it looks like there's a leak for Microsoft Paint and it actually looks like it's actually gonna be a uh, useful um, so Microsoft Paint has been around since Windows 1.0 yeah we're on 10 which technically is 9 but they wanted to go to 10 because I I guess double digits look better I don't know. Anyways, um, if you actually think about it, it's been around since probably the early mid-80s. Uh, and it's been updated ever so often, but it was always the butt of the joke because Microsoft Paint, really? Like, it was a very amateurish thing to do if you if you did it on Microsoft Paint. But uh, there's been leaked previews to show that, um, well, it looks like it's actually going to be somewhat interesting. Like... Uh, there's going to be a feature for doing 3D models, uh, which actually looks pretty cool. So I'm actually really excited to see what they're actually going to do. They're probably going to unveil this at the Microsoft event, which is coming up soon. Uh, but uh, October 26th, if you're wondering, it's the big Windows 10 event. Uh, but like I said, the 3D modeling itself, which kind of, kind of lends itself to the HoloLens, looks like a really interesting thing. And the way you can just model 3D will be will make it way more useful than what how than it is or how it is if I ever use Microsoft paint before all this announcement I would just do it to really quickly change the file formats and not or do something very minor of like tutorials for website and just doing like highlights and all that other stuff because it was easy to do I didn't have Photoshop so I, if I can do minor things I'll do minor things on there but this actually looks great now if you don't have Windows 10, you're not going to be able to run this because this is being really made for Windows 10. So like, you either are going to be hitting yourself for not upgrading or still don't care. And I'm pretty sure it's the latter than the former because most people don't hate them for doing that. All right, do you have Yahoo? Like the male Yahoo. Well, and you were one of the people that were like, well, I could probably be in that hack well um yeah they yahoo makes it is making it more difficult to actually leave the service because well it doesn't want you to actually leave the service because it's yahoo and yahoo is not that good anymore to be honest with you i have uh, started to not uh, have that email address on my uh sites that could you know have financial information because I, I don't want that headache and since they've proven to not really care about my data you are fully a dump email site for me 
dump all the email I don't want. Anyways, um, what what the AP actually reported was that it Yahoo had turned off the automatic email forwarding uh, feature. Now, Yahoo claims that it turned it off because it's trying to make it better. However, it's actually not that new. Almost every email service has one of these, except for Yahoo, because it's Yahoo, and they're a dying company that got bought for just not being very good anymore. Um, but yes, um, they decided to say, hey, we're... This is, the, this is their official statement. The feature is under development. While we work to improve it, we're, we've temporarily disabled the ability to turn on mail forwarding for new forwarding addresses. If you already enabled mail forwarding in the past, you will, your email will continue to forward to the address you previously configured. So, if you already did it, well, it doesn't really matter. But if you're trying to do it because you want to switch over, well, you have two options. Keep on using it, which I don't really highly recommend, or just, you know, bite the bullet and just do a new email service, which probably is the first one. Um, unfortunately, if you're a BT slash Yahoo user, they've turned that off too because they really don't want you to leave because they deserve your service. This is like a sleazy salesman going, no, I won't be sleazy anymore. Just trust me. And you're like, you've done it before. How can I trust you now? No, I'll change, I promise. Or like someone you're dating that's just always terrible and they keep on saying they'll change. And you're like, dude, you've told me this like eight times. When are you actually going to do it? Yeah, just just like a bad boyfriend or bad girlfriend just never worked out. Just dump them. Just say no. Nope. I'm you. You are the dump email. So I'm dumping you. You're gone, Yahoo. You 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 broke my trust and you broke my tech heart. So go away. Something like that. You could say it's not you, it's me. But really, to be honest with you, it's 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 them because they got hacked. And you, you didn't do anything. So you could just be blunt, and be like, no, it's just you. Seriously. You didn't care about my, my my data. My data. That's me. You didn't care about me. Anyways, moving on. Uh, I'm an interesting moon. Um, Alright. I can't really say it, but Cy Genuine. Cy John. Cynogen. Cynogen. Haha. Uh, you know, some things are hard for me to say, but the famous um, Android uh, mod or root or Flash um, has decided to sell its mods uh, by little pieces. In the beginning, it was going to actually be its own type of uh, mobile OS, and well, that didn't turn out to be a really good business move for them, and so they've decided to well not do that. Even though they sent a letter to the employees earlier today that they can't really do a full stack, and the last CEO is now just the executive board, chairman of the board, because probably they need somebody new. Um, so they do have a new CEO, and they are going to, well, they're going to sell it piecemeal. So I'm not really, under, really sure how they're going to do it or how this is actually going to be profitable for them at all it's been a really great uh for roms for android and roms are like just 
different types of ways of uh, configuring Android. Um, so you flash it and then you upload the, the ROM and you kind of can do different things with it and plus install different things that maybe Android won't allow you to install. Um, but yeah, they're going to sell their mods to other companies to well to you know go to the post app era no let me go back like mods are supposed to take over apps but they're supposed to be a little bit more integrated a little bit more better than apps and the company was all about this is the post app era and this is the new frontier of it however the funny part is is that they really didn't have uh, any other phone maker that is well known use it besides OnePlus, OnePlus One I should say. Uh, the company OnePlus only used it for their first one and then decided to make their own um, configured Android called Oxygen because they were just doing things and they it just really wasn't beneficial for OnePlus One. However, they inflated their user base saying, oh, we have all this and they really actually really didn't and so, well, now they're doing this to kind of make profit I really don't understand this whole piecemeal it and bullet to the head to um, their operating system in general and piecemealing it because I mean who is really going to piecemeal this it doesn't really make sense to me and I'm kind of confused on why they would do this um, instead of just admitting that maybe we should just sell apps that people can check out and see if they actually want the modular version of it and seeing if they could uh, figure out a way of like rooting that in um, but I don't really see very many companies actually going on board with this but maybe some could I mean if you aren't really all full Google this is more integrated with Microsoft anyways but if you're not team Microsoft well you kind of out of luck because either it's Microsoft Google that's really about it to be honest with you there's other great um, email apps but really I would say the two major ones right now are either Gmail or Outlook. There was Yahoo, but seriously, do you really trust that? I, I don't at all. You could do Apple's thing, but... Anyways, moving on. Uh, okay, the... Let's pop up the news again. The ever-going saga of the Apple and Samsung patent case keeps on rearing its ugly head. No. Seriously, this I hate design patents because, to be honest with you, there's only so many things you can do on a phone right now. It's 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 like patenting gene design. I mean, you can't really do it any other any better way than how it how, how it is. And so, this has been going on for quite a while. As um, Apple was trying to go after Google, but trying to go after the people that sell the Android devices and they had to go on Samsung but the interesting part about it is that Samsung sold a lot of different um, components for the iPhone so it's just a really awkward like hey we're friends and business partners but I don't like what you're doing so it's been going on for a while it was supposed to be about a billion dollars they were supposed to you know get back from Samsung and that was dropped to 548 million under some conditions and now the Pellets Court has reinstated an 119.6 million award for Apple as well 
for other designs for it is the swipe unlock which they don't even use anymore no it's the worst iOS 10 where I'm like how do you unlock this thing don't get me started on the newest one there's some great things but some of the things I'm like what were you thinking and then there's the whole we don't want a headphone jack anymore anyways this was back at the time where actually Apple knew what they what customers wanted they don't really know anymore um, but they decided to, you know, yeah, award some more of that. So, to be honest with you, most of the tech companies are more inside than Samsung and Apple because Apple's just. I hate. I, here's the problem. I I do I do not like tech patents. The problem with tech patents is they're so vague that it could almost be everything that's happened. Plus, the patent office prior has just awarded patents for the dumbest things that it makes no sense and then people can just rewrite the patents and go oh see look look it's 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 a part of this and you're just like that has already been made it's already been done for quite a while what are you doing and you're like how did this get approved like who is running this oh uh, i was like oh the government that's right <laughs> there, there is no you know intelligence or you know competency because, I mean, just look at the political, you know, presidential debates. <laughs> that's like a train wreck, watching another train wreck. Anyways, um, so that's, I, it's no words, no words for this stupid thing. It's been going on for years. It's been going on for four stinking, maybe it's close to five years. And they're still fighting this out. Drop it, guys. Seriously, Apple, you don't even use half this stuff anymore. Ugh, I know, it's a patent, they need to protect it, but seriously, some of it, I'm just like, really, this one? Out of all the ones, the slide unlock, which you don't even use anymore. You don't even, it's not even specific slide unlock. I don't know what it is, I think it's like pushing the power button, lifting it up, I don't know. I usually can get it, but this one, I'm like, I don't, I, what? How does this work? So, yeah. Okay, moving on to things you sh apps or programs you should try this week. So there's a new app for iOS called Spelling Police, where uh, if your friend misspells something, you can just be be a jerk, be a, a grammar Nazi, and be like, "Nope, it's this one. You 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 misspelled it. See, I'm gonna put it in big bold letters, and so you know it's not it's Y O U R or Y O U the little a little hyphen R E for you are instead of your. Get it right. It's, it's T O O for two, not the other two. And not the T W O. So if you want to and if you like being that type of person, download it. And please, you, you can thank me for that actually. Alright, there is uh, kind of a, a, a an app for uh, ad free. Uh, streaming of videos for kids called Toka TV, where it allows uh, you to, you know, stream whatever you want. Um, it's about five dollars for the app, so it's not cheap. But I mean, hey, five dollars for no ads for your kids, or you know, going in the mixed bag of YouTube for kids and having more ad actually ads. So you decide, five bucks or no for no ads or free for ads. It really depends, so it's up to you. But if you have kids, this might actually be a good one for you. It's called Toka TV. It's only for iOS, by the way. All right, this one is an interesting one. Now, are are you just having problems with just scheduling, well, scheduling group meetings? Because getting 
whole bunch of people together, even for fun things, can be difficult. Well, meetingplanner.io will help you with that. It allows you to sign up for Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, or use your email. And so if you're trying to find a way to get people to, you know, just accept going to an event, because that's the hardest part nowadays, uh, you can do it this way, and it will basically remind people and allow people to, you know, sign up and make sure that they're on track. This can be for business or for play. I think you could work with this. I also will put the workplace by uh, Facebook, just so if you guys are interested, you can check it out and see if it's actually good for you or your business. Me? Yeah, I'd rather not. Um, anyways, uh, that is the end of Digital Coffee, and thank you for tuning in. And tune in on Wednesday when I go through Marketing Blend. Yes, I'm back with that one. I'm feeling way better. Uh, allergies are finally gone. But yes, tune in on Wednesday for that. Also, uh, subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, tune in Stitcher, and eventually um, iHeartRadio when uh, it all goes through with Lipson. But eventually, that um, I'm in the process of going through that. Uh, also, uh, follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE, at Vinyldigital.coffee, Facebook Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast, uh, YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast, Inker Digital Coffee, and Player.me Digital Coffee as well. And if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon at Digital Coffee. Also, I opened up a new uh, e-commerce site for you to buy you know, coffee mugs and t-shirts if you like my designs. If not, well, let me know and see what I can do to, you know, help change that. So you will buy it. Anyways, see you guys on Wednesday. Have a good Tuesday. Later. Bye.